Well, hello there, everybody, and welcome back to Eating Salads. It is me, Austin Crosby. Today we have a homemade salad of spinach, artichoke, onion, yellow bell pepper, mushroom, mozzarella that was marinated in a delicious little marinade, along with some cherry tomatoes that were also in said marinade, and some dalma, which you remember from a few episodes ago, was basically Mediterranean grape leaf stuffed with rice, etc. I am especially excited for today's salad because it's been a little minute since I've eaten anything. And uh, while I mix, I guess we'll talk a little bit about that. I was thinking about how, I guess we should call him the elephant in the room, the CEO of Twitter, Jack Dorsey. He fasts, um, apparently only eating one meal a day, which I think is pretty cool, pretty cool. A lot of people do not like Jack Dorsey. They think he's smarmy or strange, but in the couple of interviews I've heard with him, he seems like a pretty forthcoming guy, if not a little in over his head. He constantly reminds you that he is from the Show Me State, Missouri. And uh, yeah, he has some interesting little habits that I uh, think are fascinating. For example, he apparently meditates a lot. And he wakes up every morning and drinks a salt drink of salt water and lime juice, I believe, or lemon juice. Maybe that's another one of those rumors. Mmm. Stoma are so good. And I guess the reason I want to talk about Jack Dorsey is because he does eat only one meal a day. Mmm. I think it's great to do intermittent fasting, which we've talked about. And I tend to eat a couple meals a day in probably a six-hour window, maybe an eight-hour window. But I can't help but think it might be amazing to do a fasting window of 23 and a half hours, only eating one meal. Wow, that marinated mozzarella is delicious. I suspect anything marinated is delicious. Time will tell, am I right? But it seems like if you suggested to almost anyone that they only eat one meal a day and do no snacking other than that one meal a day, they would think you were some sort of saddest torturer. But then again, I think that advocating for any sort of diet might make some people think you were a sadist torturer. Imagine if you were a doctor and you had American patients coming into your office every day whom you didn't feel like you could properly communicate their unhealthiness to them because they aren't critically overweight. Maybe they're 10 or 15 pounds overweight, and you can tell, you know, it's making them a little bit sad or a little bit lethargic, but they're not at risk for being pre-diabetic or they don't have terrible cholesterol, problems breathing. And perhaps if you were to call them out on their slight overweightness or suggest a more healthy lifestyle of eating only salads for a year and seeing how it treats them, they might never return to you. An example in this similar realm is the other day at the grocery store we were checking out, and after leaving, I said to Casey, I wonder if she registered that everything we got was vegetables and that we didn't get any junk food. Do the people at the grocery store even take note of the contrast between someone getting only junk food and a person getting only health food? 
And then, of course, there was also the nice woman who gave me that free dip the other day. When she offered us two dips, but I rejected the buffalo chicken dip under the excuse that I was on a severe diet. What were the optics of that statement to someone who themselves was older and much more overweight? Albeit I'm not overweight at all, I'm in a regular weight. So telling someone who is much larger than you that you want to lose weight can read a little bit, what, narcissistic? It's almost arrogant. Maybe that's the wrong word. It reminds me of that scene from Steve Zissou where Steve is getting in an argument with his son Ned and the woman love interest follows them up to the deck and she interjects into their argument and he goes, wow, how arrogant. But I don't think that's the right word for this. It seems like it could be applied. Mm. Similarly, and maybe a connecting idea here, is that if you bring up Jack Dorsey as an interesting billionaire who I would trust to be on the cutting edge of personal health with his endless resources and apparent intellect, right? But then also there are models that are constantly posting photos of them eating or posing with a different food. And that could read to some people as them just trying to go, hey, look, I promise I'm not anorexic. I just eat really healthy. I guess on both of these fronts, harbor resentment from the normally unhealthy, if you will, people who aren't tragically unhealthy, but are not spitting images of health. No one would want to trade bodies with them, let's say. My weight loss has kind of plateaued, and I wouldn't say that I've hit a wall, but that happens. You know, at first you have much more weight to lose, and then as you get closer to your theoretical minimum weight, when taking into account things such as water weight, bones, organs, there's just not that much more fat to lose. And the fat that you have left to lose, albeit is fat that will show, it's fat in your face or fat in your thighs or arms, places where it's sightly or unsightly, depending on how you feel about that. I just simply cannot lose 10 pounds a month endlessly. If I only had 20 pounds to lose in total, the first 10 comes easily, and then the next 10 comes very slowly over the course of however long. That could be a year, that could be six months. So I was thinking, you know, maybe if I continued eating like this as a lifestyle forever, I kind of hope to do, it's been thrilling, over the next year I would go down another 10 pounds. But maybe not this next month. This next month maybe I'll only go down 3 pounds, and then the following month only another 3 pounds, and then I'll balance out to where I would exist if I were a salad eater. And in that, you find this logical fallacy of everyone who's actually trying to or pretending to try to lose a ton of weight. They want to find this ideal compromise. This quick diet that if applied to themselves could make them lose 10, 15 pounds every month they do it. And then once they quit, they will just be their dream weight, and they can go back to eating however they were eating before, maybe with a lesson or two to carry with them. But it's a little disingenuous to expect to have a compromise that much in your favor when your health and diet is up in the air. You can't go from eating 3,000 calories a day to 1,000 or less calories a day for only a month and expect that to be life-changing. You really have to change your entire lifestyle for it to stick.
And I guess that's how it relates to these other lifestyles of people like Jack Dorsey, who is a billionaire and can afford to eat in as eccentric a way as possible, or models who make their entire living off of being fit. Of course they're willing to make that big change. Then there are the people who just want their pants to fit again for another few months until they go buy more new pants, and then they can go back to their old ways. And you really cannot fix a chronic disorder with temporary supplements. And I guess what I should say is that I can't see at any point in my future me not enjoying a salad ever again. I don't think that in two years I will look at an artichoke and recoil. I can't just have a salad. How will I have enough energy for the day? I need more than a salad. What kind of kicked this off, this thought process, is this morning I woke up and on Instagram, which lately has tailored its algorithm towards my interest in health food, I saw a post about midnight oats that were Snickers midnight oats that were healthy for you because you leave them on your counter to ferment for one night as opposed to just making oatmeal or something. Now, to each their own. I'm admittedly not a breakfast person, but to me, if you are a breakfast person, you should, or you tend to be at least, in my experience, operate off of the lie that you need breakfast to get you through the day, and whatever. That's been propagandized here and there. Everyone has heard, you know, it's the most important meal of the day, all of that. I believe that was made up by dairy farmers and wheat farmers to trick you into eating more cereal or whatever else they were trying to sell you. If you're not hungry for breakfast, you don't need breakfast. Oh, I can only really enjoy my breakfast if uh, it tastes like Snickers, but presents as healthy. By the way, this salad is actually ridiculously delicious. I remember in grade school, I had a teacher who had actually been diagnosed with cancer and had gone through chemotherapy, etc. She had a lot of health problems and was actually pretty overweight. Well, I remember she came back after chemotherapy and whatever treatment she received. And in the morning, she would drink a giant, I believe it was a, a mug filled up with it, but a, a giant serving of diet Mountain Dew. I don't know about you, but if I were ever asked to specifically choose which beverage on this earth was most likely to cause cancer, I would definitely pick Diet Mountain Dew. It literally screams cancer. And I can't remember why it was brought up, but she actually gave a reason that she was drinking Diet Mountain Dew. And that reason was that she felt it was healthier for her than drinking black coffee. Now it gets to the point where discussing these things and making these observations becomes painfully frivolous when you're dealing with people who think, oh, I'm going to be healthy. Instead of having cereal, I'll make Snickers overnight oats. Or, oh, I have cancer. I think my coffee isn't good for my cancer. I'll drink Diet Mountain Dew. I mean, need I say more? I, I, just eat a salad. Just eat a salad. It's so, it's like pain. It almost makes you want to break out in tears. I mean, I don't want to break out in tears. I'll be fine. But 
It's crazy to see people having health issues, however moderate, that don't just only eat salads. Just make that simple change. Just only eat salads, and I bet you, you will feel so much better about yourself. And, you know, t- I mean, tell anyone you want this. Give them that advice. They'll probably roll their eyes and go, well, I can't eat only salads. I need a cheeseburger. Thankfully, though, that's not the whole point of this show. The actual point is that I just do now enjoy salads. I'd be eating one now if I weren't recording it. And uh, I can just share them with you out of sheer enthusiasm. And with that, I'm about to take my last bite. Mm-hmm. It was probably a heavier calorie salad than I initially set out to make, but I can't think it was much more calories than the salad I had yesterday, based only on the sauce. I guess what probably would have put it over was the mozzarella, which I'm not exactly going to lose sleep over tonight, let's put it that way. It was amazing. I didn't even touch my water, I was so distracted. But now I'll drink it, all in one go. (sighs) Yes, maybe consider this entire episode one long case for slow progress. Slow and steady gets you there. That's especially true with salads. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, I hope you tune back in tomorrow, and have a great day.